So we're going to start with why most relationships fail, right? And again, I invite you to think about your team, your sales team, the team you lead, the real names, you know, John and Jason and Sally and Tom and, you know, who you just got off the phone with this morning and who you're going back to after this call. Um, have that be your lens for looking at this. So we look at the common reasons why relationships fail. We're going to start with this piece of being heard and understood as lacking. So lack of being heard and understood. Think about your own experience of being on a team. And there is something special about reaching a place where the people you work with, or perhaps your boss, let's just say in this, this example, you really have the experience of them understanding your point of view, understanding your contribution, understanding what you want to have heard and what you're committed to. Often people, um, uh, my view is everyone is committed to something on your team already. They just need to be heard and understood. And not everyone is great at expressing their commitments, expressing their feelings or expressing what they want to contribute. And because they're not good at communicating it, they have the experience of not being heard or understood. So as a leader, you want to be um, attentive to what is the commitment behind people's communication? What is their unique contribution? What is, it, what is it they're trying to tell you that maybe they haven't found the words to tell you? Great leaders listen beyond kind of the surface level um, human beingness, I'm going to call it, where people may even get upset or, you know, often when people are committed to something, they may get frustrated or upset. And you may find yourself doing that too. And if you have the experience that people in your team are not really hearing your, your contribution and they're not understanding your contribution, then that leaves us unfulfilled. It leaves us frustrated. It leaves us with the experience like no one gets us or they don't care or they're not listening. So, why relationships fail on teams often is because individuals on the team have the la have experience of not being heard and they're not being understood. You as a leader can make a difference there by asking different questions, slowing things down and, and really listening for, is there anything I'm not understanding? Is there anything I haven't heard? Is there anything I'm not getting about what you want to contribute? Right? Those are key questions you can ask. So relationships also fail because of resentments and regrets. If you look at uh, leadership teams, things happen. Uh, so this is, again, being tied to circumstances that have happened in the past that uh, we hold around and then they keep rearing its head. So, um, you know, business is a heavy hitting sport. We're going to have arguments. We're, if you're doing anything worthwhile, you're going to have differing opinions. You're going to have times where you want to pull your hair out regarding other people. You're going to have times where, you know, uh, you really would wish somebody would just disappear on your team. Um, we're going to make mistakes in business. We're going to have failures in business. So what this point talks to is your ability as a leader to have a short-term memory. You know, my advice regarding resentments and regrets is not to spend too much time in the psychoanalysis of them. 
my experiences, the faster that you can be responsible for some things work, some things didn't work and get to the place where you're at peace with just moving on. You need to be able to move on quickly in your relationships and in your business results to be able to seize what's the opportunity is. You know, every minute I spend worrying about something from the past is a minute I'm not working on my future. It's a minute I'm not working on my customer service or my my, uh, my products or the team building. You know, and many teams get caught up in the weeds talking about the past. And a lot of that's around what we should have done or what we resent we didn't do or what I resent about you. I encourage teams to move on with it, you know, to, to get on with what's important. The past only has an influence on you to the degree that you're keeping it around. So be aware of resentments and regrets. And uh, I'm not encouraging you here to spend a lot of time hearing about them. You want to hear about them from your team only to the point where now they've been heard and understood and now we're moving forward. I hope that communicates. So why most relationships fail uh, are, withheld, are because of withheld discussions. This is a big one on leadership teams where teams are not accountable for the overall success of the organization. So what this looks like is um, I'm a member of the team and I'm sitting in a meeting and whoever is laying out the vision maybe it's the boss or the department head or one of my colleagues. And I'm thinking to myself, this isn't going to work, or we've done this before, or I, I hope that they're thinking about the potential threats in this strategy, because there's a lot of holes in the planning here. This isn't sound thinking from my view. And all that conversation is going on in my head, but I'm not saying anything. I'm withholding those discussions. Now, why would I withhold the discussions? Well, maybe because I have resentments and regrets or I have the experience of not being heard and understood. So I'm a bit apathetic at this point and I'm not willing to you know, put myself at risk again to be the one who speaks up and says, hey, boss, have you thought about this? Or maybe you're the boss. You don't want to like rock the boat with your team. So you stop saying things like, have you thought about this? Or, um, or have we really thought through that strategy? Here, let's, let's poke some holes in it. Let's stress test it. So we withhold discussions and then we wait for it to fail. And it doesn't sound good, but it's a bit of a human behavior. You know, um, some teams get really committed to having things not work and they would rather be the department that wins and have the other department fail, or they want to prove something that somebody should have listened to them last year when they had this idea. And now all of a sudden it's the good idea, but they're thinking in their head, I said this at 12 months ago. These guys are, you know, these guys should have listened to me then. So um, the practice here as a leader is don't withhold your thinking. If you have something to say, say it, be straight and encourage your team not to step over things. If they see holes in the plan, you must know about it up front. Uh, you don't want to uh, hear about it later when they say, I told you so. Hidden agendas, another big reason why relationships fail in leadership or, or, or teams. So this is natural. Uh, agendas are not necessarily bad. It just with, when they become hidden, everyone should have an agenda. You know, in a traditional leadership team, you got the sales team and you got the um, ops team and you got the admin team and you got the finance team, right? You got the people team. 
and everyone's vying for their agenda. Why? Because I'm paid. If I'm ahead of uh, people resources or human resources, I want to make sure the culture's winning. I want to make sure people are cared for. I want to make sure that people love coming to work, all that great stuff. That's my agenda. You're paying me to make sure that people are happy and it's a great culture and people love working here and we have low turnover and high morale, right? And if you're the head of operations, you want to make sure that things are implemented and that um, you know we move quickly and that people are in action. And so that's, that's the operational guy or gal's view, right? And if you're in finance, of course, you have a different view. I mean, your view in finance is, you know, who's paying for this? And these are a lot of good ideas, but mm, have we thought about where the cash is coming from? And so you could start to see that all of those are completely valid, right? And the CEO has other views. The CEO has, you know, what's the long-term strategy? What does this play out with two or three or four years from now? Um, so they have a longer term view. Now, if people aren't straight about all their different views, then what you have is that all happening in the background. And what's in the foreground is people trying to um, um, win, their, win their view, right? Um, they're trying to manipulate conversations to get their budget, or they're trying to make sure that they can implement their project. And they don't care about the other projects. They only care to them about them to the, the degree that they don't displace their own. So I'll be all for your project in your department as long as, you know, my budget doesn't get cut um, like that. So, again, agendas are not bad, but it's when I want you to imagine a team operating, not saying I have an agenda, not saying my mandate is clear. I'm here to produce X. So let's just remember that I'm listening from that filter. So when I can say that, I can, I, I, it's not, it's now not hidden, it's out on the table. And I can also step away from it and say, and I'm committed to the team winning, and I have an agenda, right? So let's make sure it all works, because you're always going to have agendas. But that's the power of it. And the finance guy can say, yeah, I have, a, I have an agenda, I want to make sure that we're in existence next year, right? That we have the cash flow to keep paying payroll. So that's my agenda. And it's what gets much more easier when people are just straight about how they're listening to conversations. And then you want to get to the point with team discussions where everyone's agenda is valued. And um, then people aren't trying to protect something or to win in their conversations. They're looking for the solution that is attentive to everyone's um, uh, to, for working for everyone. And as business goes, sometimes it won't work for everyone. But even then, that person can let go of their attachment to uh, they don't understand. You know, often uh, companies take risks and the, and, and the CFO may say, this is a risk. But as long as you're all aligned and the ownership wants it, we'll go for it. I've said my piece. And now I'll go make it work with our, with our path forward. All right. Uh, gossip. Relationships fail because of gossip. So we all know what gossip is. Um, and in my, in my experience, it's the number one killer of culture. If you have people talking about other people or you have people talking about projects specifically, this is more at a higher level. You know, you're not going to get so much, you know, what did Johnny say about Susie? Although that's, you know, can always be there because human beings gossip. But in organizations at higher levels, it becomes more about initiatives and strategies. And do you really think the CEOs know what they're doing? And why do they keep talking about this? And how can we never get that thing done? And that department's always, you know, doing their thing. And, or they're, they're playing their game, we're playing our game. 
So that's that's the world of gossip where silos are built, right? Where we're talking about other departments. And some organizations get so deep into this that they stop working on the customer at all. They forget about their value proposition. They forget about delivering service. They're not working on their strategies. They're not working on, on um, their, their workflows or new products. They're literally spending time talking about each other. Meanwhile, they're going broke. So that kind of behavior can actually put you out of business. And then ultimately, if you add all this up, you know, why relationships on teams fail is that team members check out. At some point, they stop trying. At some point, they stop speaking. At some point, they start opening up Craigslist and looking for job openings, right? And, and that's how this often happens. Um, and quite frankly, this is a epidemic, as I'll show you on the next slide. But the failure of relationships on teams cost significant um, uh, money for organizations. You look at the amount of money that's spent on recruiting, on hiring, on training, and on managing performance, and then replacing people. It's a vicious cycle. And so much of it is based in cultures that are not responsible for what's on the screen.